Here, welcome to Pop Sports Shorts, episode number two, and I am excited to announce my guest host with me today. He is the baddest, baldest man on the planet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and only J.C. Bones. Do you hear that round of applause, baby? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, it's me, it's JCB in the house, Dan. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Absolutely, man. Um, that made perfect sense because this week's uh, PCC is jcb less. <laughs> Too many acronyms. You gotta stop with that right now. Too many acronyms. <laughs> stop with that right now. <laughs> no acronym allowed for the rest of the show is UFC. There we go. <laughs> So, as you can tell, that's our uh, it's our topic today. We're going to talk about um, USC on ESPN 12, which I think is the official name of it. Um, great card, um, main event, Poirier Hooker. What? Holy shit! What a fight! Let's just get right into it. I mean, match of the fight of the year, I should I say, in uh, UFC. Uh, agreed. That was definitely an instant classic. Classic l- l- lightweight match. Uh, these two guys went the distance, and it was hard hitting oh. from from round one straight to the end. Uh, phenomenal! These two these two guys took a beating. Oof! I, I, I was I I think thinking to myself, these guys are made of iron. Yeah, like, right. These guys are legitimately made of iron. There would be times, you know, when when a Hooker would be on you know, on top of Poirier or controlling Poirier, whether it was like over in the corner, getting punched on, and all of a sudden. Poirier would get loose and then just be right on him and just yep. throw. I was like, how is he like able just to recover that fast from the from just the seeming seemingly the beating he just took? And both of them kept doing it over and over again. Yeah. And the big thing too of Poirier, that was his first appearance since he had uh hip and labrum surgery. Right, oh yeah, because I mean that was the other thing I'm watching, like, man, this is the dude that got choked out by Khabib. Like yep. holy crap. Like it's he would, what a what a what a way to return for him. That's what I, that's what I'm saying, man. He was it was uh, phenomenal. Like I said, the, the whole match from start to finish, unbelievable match. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, I thought it was very they were very smart too. Like in the yep. third round, they kind of took it to the ground more, almost mm-hmm. made it like a uh, you know almost like a rest for him. You know, yeah. They, they were probably at the point where like, okay, this fight's definitely going to distance. No one's knocking anybody out here. Um, you know, I think that was a smart way to go about it. And I think it set up for what was just such a great finish. And then, you know, in the fifth round, you could see that Poirier just had a little bit left. It was almost like he won because he had the most left at the end. Right. Yeah. And they definitely both played off of each other really well. The, the, like you said, the, 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 they paced the whole match well because that third, the third round, they went, they went to the mat. But the whole thing was paced. They played off of each other's stamina uh, throughout the entire match. You could tell that, too, by how the fighters uh, – keep their hands up, you know, in defense. You know, I used to be a fighter way back when, 
Uh, I, I did American kickboxing, martial arts for a very long time. Uh, oh, nice. That's another story for another day. But, um, but yeah, but I, I always like to watch the fighters and see how long are you going to keep your hands up? Because you keep your hands up if you want to defend yourself. Everyone here has seen Rocky. Keep your hands up, Rocky. Keep your hands up. <laughs> you know? So everyone knows if you, want, if you don't want to get hit, keep your hands up. And these guys definitely uh, pace themselves both very well. And I got to give credit to Poirier. Again, after coming back after all that surgery on his labrum and his hips, he definitely kept his stamina. So there was definitely no, like us wrestling fans call ring rust. There was no octagon rust um, in, in this situation. Not at all. Not at all. I was just duly impressed with, with the fight. And I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing him uh, rise himself back up to lightweight ranks. It's the stacked lightweight ranks again. Definitely. And yeah. they both went into the match, too, with the, both with a phenomenal record. Poirier was 26-6, and six and um, Hooker was 20-9. and nine. Yeah, I think they were so, ranked third and fifth in lightweight, yeah. you know, which is no small yeah. feat in that division. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the rest of the card? Let's talk about one of the, uh, the second welterweight fight of the main card, uh, Mike Perry and Mickey Gall. <laughs> Platinum Mike Perry. <laughs> that dude is a friggin' character, man. Uh <laughs> People on social media gave him so much shit because dude doesn't have an actual coaching team, an actual training team, but he brings his wife with him to the ring. And you know what? He shut everyone up. I mean, he won with the, uh, by a unanimous decision, 29-28, all three rounds. Uh, but the dude, again, went the distance and talk about hard hitting. I wish I had the number right now of, of how, how many hits he actually landed in that match. But wow. Uh, this dude just, he, he said, hey, can we curse on this show? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. He said, yo, fuck the naysayers. I'm going to show them what's up. And it was funny with his post-match interview, he just pretty much told everyone exactly, exactly how it is. Yo, I'm Platinum Mike Perry. I'm going to have my wife in my corner, and I'm going to fuck shit up in that octagon every time I have a fight. So yeah. now, and he said he's ready for some bigger fights now, and, and he's, ready, he's ready to go. Yeah, man, it's, 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 you said it best. If you land punches, you land hard punches, you're going to win most of your fights. I mean, that's just all there is to it. And same way, I mean, you can go even to the Poirier fight. I mean, what did he land, like 75% like 75 of his punches or something? Of his yeah, yeah. Like, what the heck? an absurd number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Talk about saying on the offense, that's for yeah, sure. But Mike Perry, definitely a character, mm -hmm. man. Um, do you, uh, I'm going to ask you, being that, you know, we're, you know, obviously we're all, pro wrestling fans and a mm -hmm. lot of in our podcasting roots are in pro wrestling. Do you see someone like Mike Perry ever making the jump? To, uh, he, needs to, he needs to work on his promo skills. <laughs> but aside from that, his charisma. The charisma, and, uh, yeah, obviously. His yeah. charisma, he, he definitely has it. And just him in the ring is just phenomenal. I can, I can definitely see him in a WWE ring or uh, some kind of pro wrestling ring eventually. All right, let's move down to the heavyweight fight. Uh, Mo Green and Gene Vellante. Whew. Talk about someone who I can see in a wrestling ring. Mo Green. Yeah, right? <laughs> that dude. Oh, my God. Uh, another great match. It was pretty well-paced up until, up until the third round. They almost went the full distance. Uh, I, I still kind of shocked they didn't go to full distance, only because the submission, you know, I didn't yeah. even see it. Like, it was a very weird tap out. Yeah. When they, when they showed the replays, if you look really closely at Mo Green, he has him kind of like in that triangle hold. Right. But also, the way he has his arms around his neck, you see he definitely squeezed at the very end right before, uh, right, right, right before Volante tapped. Uh, so I definitely think that's what it was. And Volante was winded. 
Right, yeah, he so definitely he was, was winded. He, he was, was winded early in the match. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He definitely wasn't as well condi- as well conditioned as Mo Green. That was the big. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. I mean, you even see it at the end. I've seen it uh, written as called an arm triangle choke. Right, that's what's what's what they call it. So basically, what you described, an arm right. and a triangle almost combined to make the choke. And you mm-hmm. see at the end, Blonte, you know, he kind of throws like you know, the, those body shots again. He's like, okay, and then all of a sudden he just tapped out out of nowhere. It was like yeah. the body shots were like his last gasp. Like maybe this will get him right. off me. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and, and Volante is definitely no slouch because he was no, hitting not. some hard some hard punches too. Yeah, he fought so he, well. He fought well he was until definitely he just got tired. Him. Yeah, he yeah. fought well until he got tired. So I think it was definitely a, definitely a mix of him getting caught in that submission towards the end of that, and also just him him being just physically exhausted, and he was the, just winded. The exhaustion, point. I think, is what led to the submission. You yeah, know? I think you know you get exhausted like that, you start your you, you you mentally start to lose it a little bit too. Yep. You know, plus you're in a fight. You know, and that mm-hmm. happens. I mean, that definitely yeah. seems like happened there. Um, I want to quick go down, real quick, jump around a bit. Mm-hmm. The um, finish up with the. Uh, the catch weight bout, the one fifty pound bout, which I thought was a, uh, which I thought was also a really good match between Julian Arosa and Sean Woodson. Um, it was supposed to be between Sean Woodson and Kyle Nelson eventually, and Nelson had to pull from the event due to a visa issue. Uh, this was also a really, really good fight, and uh, it was one of those situations where Sean Woodson, you know, really needed to keep the fight um, neutral. They need to stay mm-hmm. on their feet. And uh, but in the minute Julian Arosa, you know, actually got an advantage and got him on the ground, the fight was over almost immediately uh, from a choke, you know. And that was that was you know, Sean. Once once he's on the ground, he really has you know no doesn't have a lot of ground game, and it was really exposed by Arosa in the fight. Did you get to catch any of that one at all? Uh, I caught the ending. I, okay. I caught I because I, I, I saw that they went the full three rounds. Well, not full, but they went the three yeah, almost. rounds. So Just I, I did almost, catch the yeah. ending. Uh, so I, I I saw the submission. I saw Rosa get the win. I, I missed the, the first couple, uh, the first two rounds. I really wasn't watching too much. Uh, started watching more so after that. But again, from the ending, it looked like a very uh, legit fight between the two. Again, they, was. They, they went the three rounds, and then you know the the, the better man won. Yeah, it's said the better fighter won that one. Yeah. Very cool. So, what's uh, what's next on the uh, UFC agenda? We should talk about Takashi Sato. Uh, oh, do you want to talk about that? Okay, I'm Witt. sorry. Yeah, again. dude. First round TKO punch. Come on, that dude was a that dude went in there guns blazing. That was uh, that was a good good couple minutes. Of yeah, that that match, that, you know? that that match was. Uh, it went 48 seconds that fight, and mm-hmm. I pretty much blinked and missed it. It was one of those yeah. things where I kind of walked away for a couple of seconds and came back, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was over. I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was, just, it. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Just yeah, he came in like a like a ball of fire, Sato mm-hmm. man. Yeah, really good. So next coming up, we got um, is Usman Burns UFC two fifty one. That's uh, July twelfth, and that's going to be like you said the first the first fight at the Yaz Island facility, which is now called Fight Island. Fight Island. Yeah, they move in uh, as of July eleventh. So this show is the last. UFC fight they're going to have in in the US uh until until uh further notice, you know, for now they're going to be all coming from Fight Island out in Dubai, which should so, be a uh, pretty cool. Do you know what Yaz Island is? I I do not. So, I don't know anything I'm about gonna, Yaz Island. I was going to read the Wikipedia <laughs> description of it, okay? Oh, awesome. All right. Yaz Island is an island in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. It occupies mm-hmm. a total land area of 25 square kilometers. It is a popular leisure island and one of the top tourism projects in Abu Dhabi. 
Yaz or Yaz, I'm, I think it's Yaz. I'm going to say Yaz. Yaz Island holds the Yaz Marina Circuit, which has hosted the Formula One Etihad Airways Abu Dhabi Grand Prix since 2009. Oh. Yaz Island was named the world's leading tourism project at the World Travel Awards in November 2019. Nice. Dude, it's a giant theme park. <laughs> and now it's the home of the UFC. Dude, there's a Ferrari World. There's a Water World. There's a Warner Brothers World Abu Dhabi. There's a Sea wow. World Abu Dhabi. There's this a golf place course. Could, could become a, a pretty big attraction once the once the, the pandemic subsides and travel is allowed again. Damn. Yeah. It's it's a golf course, a beach, uh, the 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 Do Arena. Yes, I guess that's where they're doing. Uh, let's see, the Do Arena, formerly known as the Yaz Arena, is a large open air concert venue in Yaz Bay. Opened in okay. 2009, it holds up to 35,000. It's like Madonna's played there, the Stones have played there. Oh, wow. Sabbath, okay. Clapton, like the who's who's upper echelon. Uh, looks like they have a festival there, a music festival there every year. I'm not sure. Oh, it's in, it's in, the Do Forum, formerly known as the Flash Forum, is an indoor events venue. It seats up to 4,500. I would think that's where they're holding the fights. Okay. I don't think they built a, a thing for this. I mean, if there's some, there's existing infrastructure, I would assume they would use that. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. And, I haven't uh, done much research on it. Here we go. There's a Fight Island blurb here. Here we go. On June 9th, the UFC president announced stands down in place for UFC's Fight Island and will play host to UFC 251 on July 11th, along with three other events. Uh, it's not. It's still not saying what Fight Island officially is, but they have had three. UFC's held one, two... Three, four events in Abu Dhabi on this Yaz Island already, so it's not like okay. new. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wonder. I wonder if that's where. Okay. I wonder if that's where WWE had that. Remember how they a couple years ago they had their that one, um, that they had that one card out in Abu Dhabi. I wonder if it was held in the same island as well or somewhere else, somewhere else in Abu Dhabi. I would think so. I mean, this place it was developed. This was initiated in 2006. And it finished opening in 2018, I guess. Well, the good thing is, you know, Dana White and Vince McMahon being all buddy-buddy and shit, I'm sure we could see some WWE action go on over on a Flat Island eventually. Yeah, I feel like that that's, it wouldn't be a bad option if you get to a point where, like, you have to shut down Florida and they right. can't find anywhere else to go. Maybe go to mm-hmm. Flat Island. Yeah, man. You know, I can't see why that wouldn't work, uh, unless there's visa issues. Right. You know, but you know, it's beyond the or, point. Or people who just don't want to travel. Kevin right, Owens, yes, people just don't want to travel. Daniel Bryan, you know. So. I'm, uh, I'm not in that boat. I'm still, no matter what happens, I'm going out to uh, California. You're going out. Do Mount Whitney in September. <laughs> do Whitney hike. Not being stopped. <laughs> Speaking of hiking, nice. before we go, because hiking mm-hmm. is a sport-like activity, somebody decided not to come to Breakneck Ridge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Listen, thing, things came up last week, all right, and I wasn't able to go. Yeah, well, you know That's what? All. Even even grow it. I know. I saw I saw the picture of you guys all all at a restaurant eating. I guess that was pre pre hike or maybe post. That was a post hike beer because they post hike beer. I guess upstate New York's at fifty at the fifty percent capacity phase of reopening. Gotcha. Okay. Or at least that part of New York is. Well, so. you let me know when the next hike is. I'm probably be, uh, taking off this weekend because of the holiday. I'm gonna enjoy mm-hmm. myself. I'm a little leisure. I feel like I. Uh, you know, I get out almost every weekend, so taking a weekend off is not a big deal. So maybe and next then, weekend uh, we could check it out. Because as of right now, I last I checked my schedule, 
I'm not performing any gigs uh, for the upcoming weekend, so I should be free. Yeah. I did have a gig this past. <laughs> you did. Oh, nice. Yeah. I played a Sunday. There's they did this benefit. I guess I don't know. Kyle Brendel from the Pony called us like last second. I called Rachel last second. I say yes. Wow, Kyle, Rachel. I remember that name. Yeah, yeah, you know, same same dude. And he called Rachel, and he was like, he's like, hey, we're putting together this benefit for the. Uh, for Monmouth County musicians and News 12 New Jersey involved, we just need you. We're going to record bands playing, and you want to come do it. And Rachel's like, Yeah, sure. So they just okay. recorded us playing, you know, a video of it's a video of us. And it's, I think it's going to be on News 12 or on some sort of maybe online media component of News 12. Yeah, I mean, Kyle didn't really have much information. It seemed like it came together really, really quick. Cool. So, but hey, getting to play music in public at Stone Ponies, getting to play music in public at Stone Ponies. Exactly, Pony. right? Yeah. Uh, I wish I could say the same. Hopefully, I could start uh, playing live again soon, but it doesn't look very promising, at least not for 2020. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to have any other performances this year outside of things like that. You know, right. that's like kind of that's, that is part of like the nice part of working for like someone who does original music. You mm-hmm. know, they're always looking for original music in times like this, whether it's like, you know, remote shows or things like that, or house concerts. This is going to be the summer of the house concert, dude. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Cool, man. Anyways, on that note, it's my show, so I get to wrap this up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, thank you You're for Thanks this. for tuning in. <laughs> uh, Pop Sports short can ex- Shorts can ex- be in... You know what? Me and Grill. Wow! Were try it last again. Night. No, Grill and I were talking last night. I was like, "Man, this is a tongue twister. I don't know if this name's gonna work." We, we didn't realize how much of a tongue this. They keep they keep screwing up. I had to say the name of the show, but I think it's gonna take some practice. Pop Sports Shorts Episode Two. Thanks for tuning in, uh, JC Bones. Thank you for being here to talk about some UFC. Of course. Thank you for having me, brother. Absolutely. You can find Pop Sports Shorts. <laughs> I'm moving on exclusively on the fourth of all pop network which we now have a logo that we're about to premiere um, I might actually yeah. do all that when we uh, when we get done with this get everything updated so we have a new logo um, uh, also the pop culture collective has a new logo so mm-hmm. we'll be getting that up soon and we're going to get our Instagram get a lot more active now and this show has to get a logo now and I guess that's next on the list right yep I think yeah. so so, um, big shout out to our logo artist, Nahuel from Argentina, Argentina, uh, amazing you. artist. So if you guys uh, want to check him out, check him out on Twitter at N underscore EDV. If you need some logo work, be sure to check him out. Big I'll shout out Nahuel. Dream vacation of mine, man. Argentina. Going to Argentina, seeing a couple soccer matches. Nice. And then, okay. and then, and then hiking the Andes. There you go. Done. <laughs> couple, couple bottles of wine. For each night when you're done, just living the high life. I like the way you sat back in your chair and you crossed your legs as you said that. (laughs) Listen to the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Hell yeah. All the great shows on the Fourth Wall Pop Network, Mm -hmm. like the Pop Culture Collective. You have good taste in in podcasts, my friend. Nothing to wrestle. Uh, new new normal wrestling. New normal wrestling. I screwed that up. I'm I'm slaying. Nothing to nothing to wrestle was a mini series that has uh, since. Uh, had its finale. For a warning, I screwed that up on PCC this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Professional cross- podcasting at its best. <laughs> Crossroads uh, is a big heck way to And getting grilled. And I feel like I'm forgetting one. DFTC show. DFTC show. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we didn't write these. We didn't write these down last night without yeah. you. We were we were lost bones. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I'm gonna sit there. I'm listening. So, so you're saying you you need me? I do need you. You're a great you host, man. I've told you a million times. You are a fantastic host, man. I call him as I see him. You're doing pretty good yourself, then. <laughs> I try to keep it casual and relaxed. <laughs> Anyways, um, listen to all the listen to all those great podcasts right here on the Fourth Wall pop network where we make it pop pop goes the weasel (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh we'll be back next week and we'll talk about something relevant in sports and um thank you very much for listening have a good one everyone peace